Hey guys, this is Chrissy and Jose, also known as Joe. Oh my gosh. And welcome to The Married Life, where we believe that it's not too early or too late to have an awesome marriage. Or to be bilingual. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Listen, today before we get started, I want to wish my ravishly handsome husband with those headphones on a happy birthday. Well, thank you. The big three, four. That's right. 34. Don't look a day or 33. Thank you. Because <laughs> I'm just a few hours past 33, not even a full day. That's why you don't look a day over. Wow, look at that. All right, guys, today we are going to be talking um, about expectations. Isn't there a book? I think we were supposed to read it in high school. Great Expectations? Uh, Asking the wrong person? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, is that a song? Great Expectations. It's like this book. I guess I was thinking the song like, what's that song go like? I have Some, no idea. Some <laughs> No, I I totally think of a different song. Yeah, we're not musicians think, over here, just so you guys word. know. I sing songs all the time. Like yesterday, I was singing to Kara, our 21-year-old, and I was singing a song by Adele, and then there was something else, but I thought it was the same song. <laughs> and she's like, you know that's two different songs, right? I'm like, is it? It's the remix. It is. That's what I told her. I said, it's Kara, it's a mashup. I thought you were cool enough to know that. <laughs> we know nothing about music. Uh, I know how to listen to it on Amazon Music. Yeah, that's pretty good. I just tell Alexa to play it. Yeah, you're good. Okay. But expectations, because in marriage, you have expectations for one another, or even how like your day's planned, how the year's going to go, right? And then all of a sudden, unexpected pregnancy. Whoops, that wasn't supposed to happen. (laughs) I rebuke that. (laughs) I wasn't talking about us. Okay. Uh, Expectations of a career switch, and then you switch careers. Mm-hmm. And then the career, you're like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Right. And now all of a sudden, that friction comes home because mm-hmm. the wife, the husband, whoever has that new career is bringing that tension home. Mm-hmm. So again, expectations that aren't living up to what you thought. And it can be small things. So like even this past weekend when we went to Chicago, we had the expectations to record a video just for Instagram. Uh, also, if you're not following us on Instagram, go do at that. TheMarriedLife.us, follow us. Uh, we put videos out there, tips, little things like that, little clips, little... Uh, Images, graphics, blah, blah, blah. But anyways, we were going to film just to talk about this. Uh-huh. And I actually might put it up just to show people so they understand how it is. We were down the street. We're like, ooh, this would be a great place to film a quick 30-second, one-minute video. Well, as we're filming, we're hearing cars backing up with beeps, you know, like the van. Big trucks. Big trucks, yeah. You know? And so we're like, okay, we'll wait. So we wait. And then we're doing it again. And then all of a sudden, the person next to us just starts honking. Again, we're like on the street. I'm like, who are they even honking at? Obnoxiously honking. Right. Like we're in New York. We ain't in New York, huh? <laughs> I've been to New York. There's things worth honking about there. Listen, and nobody Chicago, has ever talked like that. I just want to clarify. When we're in New York, nobody talks like that to us, Joe. Hey, I talk like that, eh? I know. You're the only one. That's because I'm a real New Yorker. Okay. Shout out to all my New York peeps out there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be spitting your coffee all over the place. Um but Chicago isn't New York. Like Chicago, I get it. It's a big city. I love Chicago, but it ain't New York. New York, you got things worth complaining about. Right. And Chicago, hey, wait two minutes for them to move because now you're ruining my podcast. <laughs> but it was it was out of control. It was. So expectations. So we had expectations filmed there. So we're like, okay, forget it. We're just going to go do this back in Chesterton. So we go to our car, which Chrissy parked and didn't look at the parking garage where she was putting it. So she went to the bathroom. While I was paying for the ticket, and I got the ticket that said we owed $52. Not expecting that, right? Like, from parking for, it was an hour and six minutes. And I was like, 
that's an expensive hour. That's a good payday, you know, like, mm-hmm. man, 50 bucks an hour. That's, that's a good job. Um, so we weren't expecting that. Then on our way home, we got in a fight because of something I said which we weren't expecting that to happen either. So we go from this day of talking about everything we're preparing for the Married Life podcast, for social media, for helping marriages, and then within a few hours, we're fighting in the car and not even talking to each other on the way home. Then we go to another location, which we were gonna try to fake it till we make it film, you know, because <laughs> we're mad at each other. And we get there, and then it's too windy. And we're like, this is gonna be a beautiful scene, the place that it looks, blah, blah, and again, expectations. Can't do it. Uh, and so sometimes we map out in our heads everything that we think it's gonna look like, right? Like our day was gonna be majestic. Yeah. And it was even supposed to be like our date night and everything. And it was our anniversary. Right, you know, like, and it, it just like slowly went, and it's like, what happened to everything that I had played out in my head, you mm-hmm. know? How far we were gonna get ahead on making podcasts, uh, on being in Chicago together, on just having a lovely day. <laughs> it was a beautiful day. It was beautiful out. Um, but anyways, expectations. So how do we respond in marriage when expectations aren't met? Yeah, what do we do? I think when you walk down the aisle, you have these... I didn't walk down the aisle, you did. When, Stop it. <laughs> Or when you're looking at your beautiful wife walking, walking down, the, down aisle. the aisle. Like it's always going to be like this. You think so. You have all of these high expectations for who you are going to become together, the things that you're going to accomplish together, um, the kids that you're going to have, the careers that you're going to have, the money that you're going to make, the house that you're going to have, all of those things. You have these high expectations in your mind, which you should. Mm-hmm. I think you should. But I think that there is a gap between our expectations and the reality of life. The expectation gap. Especially when you throw children into the mix. For sure. (laughs) Listen, it's true even yesterday. So uh, my family came over to celebrate my birthday and we do this thing where when we're having like cake or pie, because we had a birthday pie yesterday, shout out to my mom, ABC pie, apples, blueberries, and cherries, delicious. Um, Is that we kind of go around and we celebrate what our favorite part is Mm -hmm. about that person. Well, as my family's doing that, my two little ones, my two-year-old and my five-year-old are just being obnoxious. And, and love, my love language is words of affirmation. So I'm like, somebody shut these kids up so I can hear what you think about me. You know, <laughs> like, again, the expectation, especially when you throw kids in, because they just make everything and it's just like, okay, get me out of here. We did it. We did it. We did. Well, I think, you know, we've talked about a lot of these things that um, I feel will close that gap of expectations to the reality of your life. But I want to reiterate a lot of them because it's so important. I think that if we can get this right, if we can get this um, expectation gap closed in a marriage, because I think a lot of people will say like, well, this is wrong in my marriage and this is wrong in my marriage and this is wrong in my marriage. There's not all these things wrong in your marriage. Mm -hmm. It's a communication and expectation uh, problem. And so... um, we're going to go through that today and kind of talk about that. Yeah, because the first thing with your expectation leads to communication. Exactly. You know, because one, we had certain expectations for, again, filming in Chicago, which we switched up, but then what broke down was our communication on the way home. Right. You know, because of comment that I made to you, which completely threw off the day. And so again, it is, it's like, what does our communication look like with our expectations? And after we mess up, how well do we come back and respond to that? You know, do we just shut down? Do we apologize? Do we blame the other person? We point fingers. What does that look like? Yeah. And so 
practically when we're in those situations. I mean, we can even go back to Disney. We were in Disney last week in Florida and our family vacation. And I think if you've ever gone to Disney, you have high expectations, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's an expensive trip. Mm -hmm. And so you plan it all out. You do all the stuff. You, you know, you get all the passes and you're trying to plan this thing out. But in reality, it's not as magical as you were to hope. And so I think that in those moments, for instance, we were stuck in the airport for four hours and I wanted to kill myself, but those moments do not give me, um, it's not okay for me to explode on my spouse. And so open communication is the first thing, but the second thing is learning how to control your emotions in it. Yeah, because you can openly communicate with the wrong emotions. Oh, heck yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, like, Open communication doesn't just mean say everything that's on your mind right. or everything that's in your heart or yeah. because here's the thing, like we say things that we don't mean because mm-hmm. we're frustrated in the in the time, yeah. you know? And so you have to, and that's like even when we were on our way home from Chicago, we both just took time to like mm-hmm. settle and then be able to talk about it when we actually got home. Right. Because if sometimes people they you have different people. People that want to just try to fix it right in this moment. But some people need some time. They yeah. need an hour. They need a day. You know, and that's what we tell people all the time. We're like, listen, if if you need time, twenty four hours is the max. And whoever says I need that twenty four hours, they it's their responsibility within twenty four hours to come back and mm-hmm. engage the conversation of communication to say, this is how I felt. This is what you said that made me feel that way or whatever. Um, but just to try to ignore it is never. The it's fix. never going to have the to problem. communicate, no matter how hard it is. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I was talking with Kara about yesterday because. Uh, and in the Enneagram, she's a nine, which is a peacemaker or peacekeeper. Mm-hmm. What is it? I don't know. Peacekeepers are from the Hunger Games. <laughs> she's a peacekeeper. Um, but she she doesn't want to engage in the conversation because she cares so much about the other person mm-hmm. that she doesn't want to hurt their feelings or right. make there be something uncomfortable in the relationship. Mm-hmm. But to get better, you have to get uncomfortable. Right. Uh, this morning I was at the gym and it was very uncomfortable doing shoulders and guess what? I'm getting stronger because I'm getting uncomfortable. Right. And so some of you out there, especially like guys, we tend to stonewall. We want to just brush everything under the carpet. Like it gets uncomfortable to have those open communication and those conversations, but you have to do it because your wife is not forgetting about it. Yep. You know, like us dudes, we can just forget somehow magically forget about it and think everything's going to be as it was before the fight, before the disagreement, before whatever. But that's not how it works. We have to bring it up and see, okay, where did this issue happen? Uh, Here's an example, even with work, is last week when we were out of town, uh, I have this uh, system set up for a baptismal to get filled, to get clean, to get blah, 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 you know, everything ready. Well, I had the system in order. It got done halfway. And so they never put salt in the water softener, so the water was dirty. And then on Sunday, they realized it, so then they drained it, refilled it, but then the water was cold. And so anyways, I had to talk to the guys who did that and said, okay, where did my system that I had written out break down? Mm -hmm. Now, it would have been easy for me to just be like, okay, I'm going to ignore it, and hopefully next time, They'll get it. They get it. But I had to say where exactly the system broke down. And I found out it was all because there was no key to the boiler room to put salt in. There was only one key. Simple solution on my part or a fix make more keys, right? Like that's kind of a no brainer, but I had to have those conversations and I wasn't mean about it. I wasn't saying like, this is your fault. I asked, there's a system. How did we have the breakdown? Right. It's the same thing in a relationship. Yeah. Okay. There, there was a breakdown. Where did this happen at? 
Mm-hmm. How did I come across? How did you come? How did you take that? Mm-hmm. You know, instead of just ignoring it and thinking somehow it's going to fix itself next time. Right. You never go into or you never hear about, you know, a relationship. Well, we fixed it by just ignoring it. <laughs> right. Or we fixed it. We just blow up on each other every once in a while. We get it out of our systems. Our marriage is great. Right. No, you always hear about the great marriages who have open communication where they're talking to each other like they actually respect each other. Right. That's huge. I always tell people, like, when did we lose our manners in our marriage? Mm-hmm. When you're dating, you, it's like you're on your best behavior. Best. You cannot let that fall away and just lose your manners in your marriage and think that you can walk all over your spouse. Just because you're comfortable with someone doesn't mean you can treat them like that. You have to get out of the habit, which we've talked about before, habits. Mm-hmm. You have to get out of the habit of reacting to your spouse and learning how to respond. Yeah. So that's all about your EQ, learning, learning yourself more. We've yeah. talked about that before too. So like the Enneagram test. I was just talking to somebody last night. She was texting me. Now she's obsessed with it. <laughs> but it's so good because, and she was telling me how terrible she felt about herself after reading the book, the book, yeah. The Road Back to You. And I'm like, but that's not, the point isn't to say, hey, I'm a one. Look at me. Look at me. That doesn't make anybody better. Right. That just makes people prideful. So the whole idea behind the book is, here are my faults. Right. I need to be aware of them. Right. I'm not going to be perfect at it, but learning yourself, learning your, um, personality, learning where your EQ is, your emotional quotient, like how, how am I in these specific areas? How can I be aware of them to make myself better for my spouse? Yeah. I think even with the Enneagram, like that book that we suggested, and I'll put in the show notes also, so you guys can get it. We listen to it on audible, but, uh, he, he literally opens up every chapter with that number's deadly sins. Right. And yesterday, again, Kara and I were listening to the nine. I was like, oh my gosh, does this sound like you? And she's like, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it is. It's like, oh, I totally do that. Oh, I totally do. You know, and it's a deadly sin because again, like a nine, a three, which I am, you're a one, like we have great aspects, but if we're not aware of ourselves, then we slip into the deadly sins Mm -hmm. that will kill us and kill the relationships. So true. So again, with open communication, we have to be aware of our personality and our spouse's personality. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, this is what's crazy. Listen, guys, football season is upon us. Praise God. Okay. Super excited. Notre Dame starts in what's today? Wednesday. They start on Monday, you know, like, which is weird. Labor Day. Anyway, so the countdown's on. Um, the countdown has been on for the, four months. It has. I'm obsessed. Uh, and also, so I don't do this and because we have church on Sundays and we do load in, load out. So I really don't have that much time to watch NFL, some more college. And so I've never done fantasy football. But I know a lot of guys who do fantasy football. And we get obsessed with studying players and drafting the right players for fantasy football to try to win something that doesn't even matter. You know? Fantasy. Fantasy. Why is it so easy to study players that you'll never meet, never have contact with, that it they will never know you exist? They the fantasy football league does not matter. Cool, you're going to win 100 bucks this year. Great job. And you'll study those players but you won't study your spouse. Like so you good. have to study your spouse. I remember uh Chase Jackson, our friend, he told us this before. He's like your spouse should be your greatest book. You should always be reading them, mm-hmm. always be learning more out about them and just finding out everything you can. And that's why even we do it on a journey together yeah. and going through um, the uh, Enneagram test. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we can talk about and it's fun. It's something to do on a date night. Don't make it a chore. 
Yeah. You know, like as you're growing your EQ, as you're learning your triggers and your personality, don't make it a chore. Like make it fun. It's something you can talk about on your drive. It's something you can talk about at dinner. Oh, I listened to this chapter on me and listen together. What did you hear? How can I get better? What did you you know? And it's funny because it's kind of like, again, when we were driving and talked about the dishwasher and loading it and that's Chrissy to a T that she'll watch me. She's like, that's wrong. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Just move. I'll do it. But it was funny because we heard that in the book and we're like, oh my gosh, that's you, you mm-hmm. know? And so again, it's these things that you can connect on, especially after 10 years, because we're just celebrating our 10 year anniversary, is that you don't want to ever get comfortable and complacent. Yep. And that's easy to do, especially with communication, because communication is something that should always be evolving, not, no, this is just how we've always communicated with each other. That's horrible, you yeah. know? Because I don't want it to look the same as we did on our wedding day as it does today. Right. I want it to be better. Heck and five yeah. years from now, I want it to be better. Yep. And 15, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. our marriage can always get better. Yeah. Why shouldn't the kid who just got married, you know, last month and they're still in the honeymoon stage look happier than you and I? Exactly. That's miserable, actually. Thinking about that, like I want to get a, be- a better marriage every single year because I'm getting to know you more. We're experiencing things more. I've always said, if you ever die, like I'm done. I'm not getting remarried. I'm not starting over. Listen. It sucks. And if you die... I just don't know what to do. <laughs> you don't want to get remarried or you don't want to take care of the kids. Is that what you're saying? I don't know how to get into our bank. Like, how do I pay for my kids' food? I'm going to I'm gonna like revert to being like a college student. I'm going to be living with my mom in her basement and stuff. Anyways, oh my I don't gosh. want to talk about that. Okay, so we've talked about open communication, controlling our emotions, EQ, Enneagram, triggers, your personality. Right. All of these things have to do with who? Yourself. You. Yourself. You cannot change your spouse. So when you're trying Save for the people in the back, <laughs> you can't change your spouse. Nope. So when you're not, if you feel like your marriage isn't living up to your expectations, whose fault is it? It's yours. Mm-hmm. You need to start taking responsibility, humbling yourself and yeah. saying, okay, where is the miscommunication coming? Right. I know that I can control my emotions better, whether you're passive or you're abrasive, whatever yep. it may be. You know, those are all emotions. Like you said, blowing up on somebody is just as bad as ignoring the whole thing. Yep. They're both destructive. Yep. Your EQ, that's on you. Yep. Your personality type, like taking upon yourself to grow yourself. Yourself. Knowing your triggers, you mentioned it, but we didn't really talk about it. But there's certain things that we know, and I guess you can kind of help your spouse out in this way. Like for me, I am not going to have a meaningful conversation with you when you're hungry or you're tired. I don't want to talk to me when I'm hungry or tired. After eight o'clock, like if it is like super important, I get it if there's like a time crunch and something yeah. like comes up, but I'm not going to have this deep conversation with you because you've been up since four o'clock. Right. And even last night we were going to record our podcast and it got so late. It's like, I just get checked out. You yeah. Know? And like, it is, it's just it would not knowing, have been fun for you guys. No, it, it would have been a horrible podcast. People would have stopped listening. <laughs> um, but I think all of that goes under the category of humility. Right. You know, like, Again, we have these high expectations and when they're not met, we react a certain way, but we need to take a step back and have humility and know, okay, how can I better myself? Mm -hmm. So maybe these expectations, maybe it's never going to be a hundred percent, but how can I reach that 75%, that 80%? And again, taking it upon myself and not always pointing the finger at my spouse. And so again, humility is studying yourself, knowing you can get better. Humility is saying, I did do this wrong. Humility is communication of saying, Hey, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have reacted that way. How can I react better next time? How can I talk better next time? You know, humility is 
us coming and presenting ourselves. I mean, Jesus was the most humble of them all. He is God, right? God came to earth, humbled himself as a servant. Mm -hmm. And so for us, if we're Christians, and Christian in Greek literally means a miniature Christ, that's what we're supposed to do, then we're supposed to humble ourselves, even if we think we're right. Because here's the thing, Jesus was right. But right. he still humbled himself to be a servant yeah. to teach us. So when you humble yourself, you're teaching your spouse. Even You're not pointing the finger and saying, watch what I do, serve like me. But you're showing them that because your spouse, and you say this all the time, you're like, when Joe reads or Joe prays or Joe reads his devotional or when he spends time with the girls or when he gets them, like it, it, you want to step up to that. Yeah. And it's the same thing. When I see you doing things, it's like, I want to be like that. But I can't always clean as good as you. I try. <laughs> I try to serve. But, but do you? I think I do. <laughs> Listen, if we were in a college dorm, the guys would be like, "This place is immaculate." You oh, know? for sure. But then the but in but this the, house, <laughs> no, I'm a one. I can't help it. Yeah. So as you're saying all of that, it literally reminds me of my five year old, of Gwen. You know, she has her moments. She's a really good kid, but she has her moments, and she throws a fit. I feel like as adults and when we get into a marriage relationship, they're just like adult fits. I'm not getting my way. You're not meeting my expectation. I want this right now. And you throw a fit. Mm -hmm. Think of it that way. (laughs) The next time you blow up or you ignore your spouse because of something they did or didn't do, think of a five-year-old or even my two-year-old throwing herself on the floor. That's exactly what you're doing. You're just throwing a big kid fit, you know, and we need to be humble. And I love how Gwen responds. You know, she gets in trouble. We have this whole thing. We've talked about it before where, you know, we take her, we punish her into her bedroom. We hug. I say, I love you. All that stuff. And she's over it. Mm-hmm. And I'm over it. Yep. And we move on. Yep. That's what we need to do in our marriage. Yep. We can learn a few things from children. Yep. They're well, very forgiving. And again, we've talked about this before, but um, shepherding a child's heart, Mm -hmm. which it does, it teaches a a discipline, you know, and that God disciplines those that he loves. And again, the way that God works is that he has grace and mercy for us. Yep. That's why we're forgiven. Mm -hmm. And forgiven doesn't mean bringing up the past when you make me mad about something you just did. Right. It's forgiven. It's let go. And I think that's going to help out too with expectations because if you blow up because of an unmet expectation and then you bring up three other things from the past, you're just that's then you're not actually over it. You haven't actually forgiven it. And you're self-destructing. For sure. You're just destructing your marriage. So I hope this helped guys. Um maybe the next time you have unmet expectations, you see it a little bit different. Go back to that open communication. Hu- like uh humble yourself and say, okay, where did I go wrong in this? Yep. How could I be better next time? Have that discussion with your spouse after the fact. Like when you're not fighting, when you're not in the middle of a heated argument, have that conversation. Where can I get better? How can I serve you more? Whatever the case may be. But talk about it when you're not emotionally attached to the situation. Something for uh, you guys you can ask, and wives can do this too, but ask your spouse. We heard this from a pastor before. He said, what's it like to be on the other side of me? And just ask them. When we're having these issues when expectations aren't met and i blow up and i'm i'm short-tempered or whatever it is what's it like to be on the other side of me because it's gonna open your eyes they're gonna say some good things like oh well you're great about this this and this but uh 
there are these things that I don't like. Like you just said, like you don't like talking to me when I'm hungry or tired, you know, like, and and those are real things. So Mm -hmm. I need to get better at that about controlling my emotions when my blood sugar is low or when I'm tired or whatever, you know, like just because I'm tired doesn't mean I should be a jerk to you. It's true. But you have to learn your spouse. It's just about reading your spouse and and learning about them as well. Yep. Cool. All right, guys, we hope you got a lot out of that, but I'm Chrissy. And I'm Joe. And we exist because we believe that it's never too early or too late to have an awesome marriage. That's right. And we'll see you guys right here next time on The Married Life.